God is love, let heaven adore him. God is love, let earth rejoice. Let creation sing before him and exalt him with one voice. God who laid the earth's foundation, God who spread the hands above, God who breathes through all creation, God is love Hello and welcome to Tea Time Theology. I'm your host, Mo, and today's are Doris and Eduardo Espinal. Welcome, Doris and Eduardo. Thank you, Mo. Nice to be here. Thank you. Nice to Great. be here. Awesome. Could you tell us a little bit about your parish and your services? Okay. Our parish, parish is uh, a bilingual. Uh, we have English service. In the morning and uh, in the afternoon, we have the Spanish service. Um, it's very nice, and sometimes we do combine the bilingual services, which is very, very nice. Do your congregations differ at the English versus the Spanish services? No, no, it's the, it's the same service, it's just um, the language. When you do like combines and the whole parish kind of comes together, um, how does how does that look? What does your community look like? Well, we have the service, the English one at ten o'clock, and the uh, Latino one is at twelve. Once a month, we have uh, what you call convivio, which is a gathering of the congregation where everybody shares a meal, homemade meal. And we spend the rest of the afternoon all together, sharing, talking, getting to know each other, which is pretty good. I love it. So people ask, are they, uh, we do it once a month, the last Sunday of the month, and everybody's impatient for that day to come so they can bring their own homemade plate. So one of the reasons why I wanted to have you guys on today um, is because you have these bilingual services and... Um, but you also do a lot of service and something that I kind of forgot to ask you at the beginning of this, but um, if you have like a quote or a mantra that helps guide your spiritual practice and your dedication to your service. Yes. Um, during the pandemic, we did um, go out a lot and we helped bringing food to the, a lot of people that were infected in the Providence and in the Cranston area. And um, we were kind of afraid because um, people were telling us, you know, you got to be careful. These people are infected. So Robert and I had a prayer that we used to say every morning before we went, because it was from Monday through Friday. And it goes like this. Lord, heal us from our fears which prevent nations from working together and neighbors from helping one another. Heal us from our pride 
we can make us claim angonality to a disease that knows no borders. Lord Jesus Christ, healer of all and physician of all souls and bodies, stay by our side in this time of uncertainty and sorrow. Amen. 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 And Eduardo um, is going to say it in Spanish. So, um, Señor, sánalo de nuestro miedo que impiden que las naciones trabajen juntas y que los vecinos se ayuden unos a otros. Sánanos de nuestro orgullo que puede hacernos reclamar la inmonabilidad y una enfermedad que no conoces fronteras. Señor Jesucristo, sanador de todos y médico de nuestras almas y cuerpos. Quédate a nuestro lado en este tiempo de incertidumbre y dolor. Amén. Amén. If I may add something to that, uh, I usually do uh, use the Book of Common Prayer in the morning mm -hmm. as a lay leader and graduated from the academy. So I usually do all my prayer, like Master Team or Vesper Team. I make sure that, that I present myself in front of God before I do anything out. Then we went, went out mm -hmm. from there. And uh, we got involved to Mayor Jorge Lose, which had a program I don't know if you are familiar with, uh, of bringing meals home to those people that was infected or were not able to leave home. So we got involved with the program. So we had a group of volunteers from our church that would go and get the, the meal. Some of them was pre-cooked. Some of them was raw. And we would bring it to these people, like my wife says, that was uh, usually usually family of two, three, four, five, six people, undocumented mainly, mm -hmm. that were not able to leave the house. Mm -hmm. So we were doing it Monday through Friday, and they, they, they were expecting us every day. And it, and it feels real good. It was a joy, unbelievable joy, that we were receiving from doing that. And that lasted a long, long time. And we're still doing it, but not as much, not as aggressive that we used to do around that time. Mm -hmm. Also, Mo, we are uh, involved in the Cranston Interfaith Food Pantry. This, okay. this includes uh, five churches, and it's St. David, Woodbridge, St. Matthew, Church of the Annunciation, and of course, ascension. And what we do is we put tables in front of the church and all the parishioners come by and to drop off their food. Um, they don't have to get out of the car. We go to the car, get the food, and then every third Saturday of the month, we give food to about 80, between 80 and 100 families at the Interfaith Food Pantry. Also, we have like 140 people, 140 families coming to get this food. So wow. it's, uh, it, it, it's, a big, it's a big help. And the Cranston Interfaith food, is, food Pantry is open every Saturday between 10 and 12. So every Saturday, we're there helping people go through this. 
So it sounds like, you know, your congregation has been involved in the Cranston Interfaith Food Pantry for quite some time. And then you've kind of ramped up your community service and your support and outreach during times of COVID. Is that right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. And the people who you've been bringing meals to, um, are they members of your congregation? Are they members of the community, a mix of all of it? It is members of the community. And um, they're, not, they're not members of the church. We do tell them about our church, and we do talk to them about Jesus, and we tell them that, um, maybe after this is over, this uh, epidemic is over, they could visit us. And a lot of them said, sure. Some, some of them called us angels because um, they called us angels because they, were, they, didn't, they didn't even know what Church of Ascension was. And they were saying, what church is this? And they said, oh, this is Episcopal Church in Cranston, and I give them the address. And they were so grateful. And Mo, it was so nice to see that um, the kids, they, they would be waiting at the window, waiting for us to pull with the mm-hmm. car and just drop off the food. And um, it, it, it's, it's a great satisfaction to know that you're helping out these people that you don't even know who they are or you don't even know if they will come to church one day but I think we, we did, we're, we're doing the job that Christ wants us to do. Definitely. And is it mostly, is it mostly like church staff and leadership um, or is the congregation involved in, you know, food pantry activities and meal delivery outreach, things like that? Yes, the congregation is involved. Most of the lay leaders. Yes, from both um, from both congregations, they're involved. That's, that's great. It seems like you know. I guess in my head, I would assume if there was a church that had you know two kind of congregations, two different language speaking congregations, that they might be separate. But it feels like Ascension has done such a good job of creating this like cohesive and like unified community, which is really amazing. I was wondering if Ascension has always been a bilingual parish. About about 11 years ago, we have a Reverend Mercedes that came and formed this uh, Spanish ministry. And uh, ever since, she worked uh, successfully, so she was able to get some uh, people to accompany her to go and knock on doors. And uh, after that, we find out about her and and what she was doing about her new ministry. So we joined the church. And the first time that I showed up in church, I noticed that that was the church that I want to be part of. Mm -hmm. So ever since we started working with her, we started we began to study the Bible, 
uh, read the Book of Common Lessons and got involved in different kind of ministry, uh, healing and prayer, studying the Bible. And ever since, we've been, we're still there and we're still going strong until this day. She retired. Mm-hmm. So we continue on. So we we have another priest, which, which is Pastor Santiago. I don't know if you know him. No, I don't. Yeah, he's from, from Gloria Day, the Lutheran Church. So he's been there after that. He's a city of Reverend Mercedes. And we kind of got involved in a lot, a lot of different ministry. Was this your first, Eduardo, was this your first kind of exposure to the church? Or do you have other backgrounds in, in church? I had all the background back in the Dominican Republic. But when I came here, I went to a Roman Catholic church. But I was only warming up a chair there. <laughs> you know. So, I, I, like I said before, once I show up at the Ascension, I noticed that was the church that I wanted to be. And that I was, and I, and I know it. I knew it. That that was that that church would have enabled me to serve God the way I wanted to. You know, I my mind has not changed. My faith has not changed until today. Wow. And what about you, Doris? Um, well, was- um, me yeah, too. I was going to um, Roman Catholic Church, and I was I was invited. To, to this church, and the thing was, the first Sunday that I went there, they had a convivio. That's what Eduardo was talking about, that every month, every month they would, everybody would bring food, and after, after the service, we would go down to the, to the basement and enjoy all this food, and I was, wow, I like this church. They feed me good. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I started. I thought it was every Sunday they were doing that. And then I went the Sunday after that, and there was no food, but I loved it because uh, it was Reverend Mercedes at the time, and she was so welcoming. And what I like about this church is that they get uh, the parishioners involved. It was like she would ask questions and she would say, you know, if there's anything you guys want to talk about and all that. And I said, oh, I like this church. And then they told me that there was um, all service in the morning and they were English speaking. And I did go to the English speaking service also. And I enjoyed it. And I really enjoyed it. And I said, I like this church because I could come at 10 o'clock or I could come at 12 o'clock. I, I really, really liked it. I love the way Father Mike gave his sermons, and I love the way Reverend Mercedes gave her sermons. So I did, I did like it. And now that Reverend Mercedes retired, Pastor Santiago is doing a great job. Mm. Really enjoy that, and we lo- and we love working, working with the parishioners and working with the community. And um, I just like doing things like that. And do. One or both of you hold a staff position at the church? I help uh, Pastor Santiago. I'm like his secretary. 
And uh, yeah, I do. I do their bulletins. I do. I answer the phone. I I help all the parishioners whenever they need anything. And they, they my phone is always busy. My mm. phone is always busy because they're always calling me. Even if I'm not in the office, my phone is always ringing, and I'm always there to help. I love it. I love working in the office also. I love working with Father Mike, and I love working with I love working with Jean, who retired, and now I got Jane. And too bad that because of the pandemic, we're not at the at the church together. I go one day, she goes another day. But um, I can't wait for when we go back to the church and we have our services together again. Yeah. What have services looked like during the, this pandemic? Excuse me. What What have the services looked like? Have you been doing Have you been doing online or? Oh, oh yes, we've been doing um, Facebook Live right now. Uh, for a while, we were doing services in the in the driveway, but because of the of the pandemic getting worse. Uh, we decided to do it only on Facebook Live. Mm. And um, I know the the English-speaking one was still doing it in the in the driveway. They're still doing that, but we, we stopped. But what we do, we have Bible studies on um, Friday nights at 7 o'clock, and um, Evander could tell you more about that. Oh, thank you. <laughs> so every Friday we have prayers and healing, mm-hmm. and we also have Bible study every other Friday. We also, like she said, we have a page, uh, the Ascension page via WhatsApp for all the members, and we keep communicating there, and, and we keep in touch. We also have prayer there. And anybody that has a problem, he will just go on the page and communicate with us. A few of us, as a lay leader, graduated from the academy. So we have currently have license from the diocese, a preacher license, and also evangelist license. And uh, we assist Pastor Santiago. Whenever he goes on vacation, we do the service for them. We do everything besides the communion. And we kind of hold the church together. And uh, we all get along good. We're all capable of helping anybody in crisis, especially around this time. And that's all I can say. we always there to help the needed. And people that need help, prayer, and this time of need. And right now, currently, uh, Reverend Mercedes and I, I thought she was going to retire, but she never retired. <laughs> so her and I are helping St. Peter and St. Andrew Church uh, help provide uh, food for the food pantry for people in the area. And uh, right now, currently, we are bringing tons of boxes filled with uh, 
product. Uh, we get it from, uh, I would like to say, and, and thanks, Pastor Aquino, mm. his church. He uh, was able to provide all the food that we needed to bring to the, to the church, to St. Peter and Andrew's church. And there we give it out on a Saturday afternoon, and we are able to feed between 50 and 100 people every Saturday. So it seems like the church has been doing um, a really good job trying to keep the congregation engaged, both with holding services in driveways and now online while we're kind of back into a red zone right. time period. Um, but but always keeping that service and that connection out into the community throughout mm-hmm. this whole time. Um, yeah. Is there any other... Um, Kind of maybe pre-COVID times uh, type of community service work that the church was doing that maybe can't be taking place during this time. Um, no, because we continue even with this kid of of COVID, we continue doing God work. Right. And so. I don't think so. Well, like you said, pre-COVID, uh, before the pandemic, we we were holding a lot of ministry. One of one of the ministry that we were holding was fundraisers. Oh. We did few fundraisers. Like we, it was in the budget already. It was planned. Like we would have something uh, for the congregation every every couple of months. Like we have a, a famous uh, bingo. We have bingo night. Mm-hmm. We have every two, three months where Parishion I was looking forward to mingle and uh, getting together and socialize. And we will also prepare a plate and bring it over so we can share. And we also have raffles. We had, uh, if I remember, we had the international dinner that we share that, that we used to uh, fund a lot, a lot, a lot of money. I would say three, four, five thousand uh, dollars once a, once a year. And that was kind of fun and helpful to help the boy for the church. That's amazing. It's been so fun to guys get to know you get to know ascension and the work that you're doing um is there anything else that you would like to talk about or maybe uh promote before we kind of wrap up the session well i just want to thank all the people that were are involved in this ministry of feeding the needy and uh, i would like to say the names just in case they, they're listening or they will be listening, I want to thank our volunteers, Wendy, Anita, Edris, Anna, and also I would like to thank Jose Rosario and his wife, Ingrid, for working so hard because he did get all that food. He got involved in bringing the food to our house, and then we'll put it together over here. And I want to thank everybody, and I want to thank everybody from Ascension 
to, for continuing this ministry. And thank you, Mo, for giving us this opportunity to talk about our big church. Definitely. It's been such a pleasure to have you on. Thank you so much for making the time. I hope to meet you in person one day and to come to Ascension and and be a part of, of such a loving and giving community. Yes, thank you. We hope so, too. Thank you very much for having us. Thank you for listening to Tea Time Theology. We would like to thank our sponsor, the Episcopal Diocese of Rhode Island, and the Right Reverend Nicholas Nicely. We would like to thank Mario Aconde and Jack Zornado for the music, Taylor Wilkie and Ivy Swinsky, our producers, as well as our guests today. Follow us at Tea Time Theology on all social medias. God is love and though with blindness sin afflicts our human life God's eternal loving kindness guides us through our earthly strife sin and death and hell shall never